Yeah, yeah. Woo! Wow, wow, wow. Bosses only hang with bosses. Bosses never take a loss. Boss never is a Boss steady doing numbers. Woo! They say my back against the wall, but I'm ten toes deep, and I'm still standing tall. I'm way, way, way up. These haters get their weight up. Never gonna take a loss. Blessed day to be a boss. Oh, oh. Good morning, Seattle. Welcome to another edition of the Out of My League podcast. I'm, I'm Justin. I'm Dave Yo, Sean. don't interrupt me. <laughs> and as always, you are listening to the greatest sports takes, debates, updates, and last but not least, the news. News. What's yeah, up, man? Yeah, man. What's going on? Man. <laughs> Y'all are supposed to close the series out, man. Uh, like, like, like that. That's it. what's going on. But aside from that, did you see my man Tank Davis? Mean goon, savage, backflip off the top rope. Mario Barrios, salute to you. But you are not Tank for a reason. Eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> Consider him destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Tank went up two weight classes. Dominated. Mm-hmm. Floyd went in this corner and said, yo, they got you down on the unofficial card. Tank said, hold my beer. Turned up. <laughs> True story. True story. <laughs> Turned up. But we got to get the basketball, man, because your Phoenix Suns were unable to close out the series against the Clippers yesterday. What happened, man? Man, uh, you ever see a team that just expected a team to lay down? And stay uh, down? And stay down. And they neither stayed down or laid down. Yeah, it, it was it was bad from jump. Honestly, they I mean it's, the the Clippers were up 16 points in the first two minutes of the game. That's hard to come back, and they did. They came back by and they actually took the lead. Um, but then they lost it again because guys weren't making shots defensively. I mean, guys were weren't scoring. I mean, even the first half, Paul George wasn't necessarily great in the first half. Uh, I think he had 11 points in the first half or something like that, and then he exploded in the second half. But 30 in the second half. Marcus Morris had going. DeMarcus Cousins was going. I mean, it, it, you just couldn't stop it. Reggie Jackson was going. Like, you just could not stop the bleeding if you were the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, DeAndre Aiden was ineffective. You had Chris Paul, who he just – these last couple games, ever since he came back really from COVID, he has just not been the same. And honestly, I don't know if it's conditioning. I don't know if he's still sick. I don't know what's going on. If of COVID, that COVID effect that we're just talking about. Yeah, that 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 post-COVID effect is a real thing. We've seen it in football, yeah. like seeing how Cam Newton came back from COVID, was yeah. playing horribly. A couple of other players are doing it too, had to ease their way back into it. Yeah. And Chris Paul is coming back from COVID, you know, fresh off eleven days or so of yeah. not doing yeah, not doing any real basketball activity outside mm-hmm. from playing at his house. Yeah. Not being with the team, conditioning is probably poor. Mm-hmm. probably trying to get his uh, lungs back under him and he's expected to play 40 plus minutes a game that's right. tough yeah like that is tough on him and it's starting to show like you were saying like the mid-range wasn't mm. clicking like it usually was still had a solid game but he just wasn't affecting the game he, like we normally see chris paul yeah, affect the game he, he, right especially with the high pick and roll like sometimes he's not even taking his jumper like and he forces the turnover and i don't understand I'm like chris You've been through this a million and one times. That high pick and roll with you and DeAndre Aiden is virtually unstoppable. Sometimes you either gotta you either gotta go over the pick and guard you, or you gotta slim down and guard Aiden. You know that's that's a killer. But you haven't been able to even successfully do that at this point. And I want to ask you about that high pick and roll because the Clippers came out and played zone. Yes. I feel like that really threw the Suns off their game Mm -hmm. in a big way because DeAndre Ayton, who we saw has been dominant on the glass, dominant in the paint, 
had a subpar game compared to his other mm-hmm. game so far. And I think that really threw you guys, you know, yeah. in the hole right there. But like we were saying earlier, you can't let a DeMarcus Cousins, who was in the game, drop 15 right. on you. You can't give Reggie Jackson uncontested drives right. to the basket. You can't let Morris go crazy in the first half like he did. Yeah. And Paul George. Yeah. Playoff P. Mm-hmm. A beast. 15 and 20. You said this is his best game of the postseason. Yeah, ever. Ever. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Please give a round of applause to my man, Paul George, who is no longer pandemic P. I'm, I'm just saying, like. I give you I give you your, your props on that one. Finally. <laughs> he, had a, he had a great game. There's nothing there's nothing much I can say. I mean, you had a 41 point double double. You know, you I mean, he he said it after the game. He was like, he hasn't shot well in the series. He said he said that in his post game. He's like, I haven't shot well in the series, but you know, it finally got clicking tonight. So, it's like, okay. Clicking at the perfect time. And it says something about the Clippers who always had their backs against the wall. Yeah. Not always, but it seems like this postseason have literally had their backs against the wall every series. And that's been the case. They've always been down 3-2, maybe 2-0. 2-0 to start each series so far. And it seems like they're making the adjustments when the game's on the line. And then they take off with it. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at this, and I see the momentum carrying over into next game in L.A. Because L.A.'s going to be rocking. This game is going to be super, Mm -hmm. super crazy for the Clippers fans. Who do you think has more pressure coming into this game? It's the Suns. I mean, you you had a 3-1 series lead, and then you just allowed this team to come back basically in the series. And now it's 3-2. In L.A., you have a game six. And honestly, you can't afford to drop this one. Um, You're right. You you give this team, you know, another chance to have a – to close you out. Yeah. And in front of your fans in game seven, that's that's trouble. Like, you you have to close this out in game six. They, they need the rest, so they need to close this out in game six um, to prepare for whoever you're going to play, likely the Bucks in, yep. the, in the following series. Yep. So, you know, this is this is a thing where the Suns are – their backs are against the wall. You cannot let this team without no Zubac, no Kawhi. No Kawhi. Again, no Kawhi. And They're doing this all without their best player. Right. And it's 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 unacceptable. Like from this Phoenix Suns team who has been really efficient on both ends of the floor all year. Very top five in yeah. both, essentially. And, you know, to watch them through this postseason and how efficient they've been on both ends of the floor. And then you you watch a couple games in this series and Reggie Jackson driving, nobody there to, to guard him, Duncan. Paul George, same thing, driving, nobody there, dunking. It's like, y'all can't be sloppy on both ends. I knew something was up when I seen DeMarcus Cousins getting hustle points. I think at one point he had a steal on Chris Paul. Yes, he, and went he, coast he to coast him. and then laid it yeah, up. Yeah, went coast to coast for a layup, and I was like, this can't happen. Yeah. That's when I knew right there that Chris Paul was not the normal Chris right. Paul. But Devin Booker had a solid game, I think. Yeah, but except I just, for the fourth I, quarter. Yeah, except mm. for the fourth quarter. He had 31. But... Still at 31. But I just feel like DeAndre Ayton not being in the rhythm, the yeah. Suns not getting in their rhythm. And what was crazy was even in the fourth quarter, they cut it to four points. Mm-hmm. And then the Clippers were going like a 9-0 run. And then the Suns would gradually get the lead down to yeah. single digits to around four to six points. Mm. And then the Clippers would go on another run yeah. again. And it just seems like they couldn't get past that threshold yeah. to take the lead even. And that's what hurt them. And I'm going to tell you, too, I, I put a lot of blame on the Suns' two wings and Jay Crowder and Mikael Bridges because I feel like the last two games, they've been playing terrible. And Speaking not, of the wings, Cam, Cam had a solid game. Cam, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hey, I'm, getting hey, there. I'm always here to credit yeah. my man Cam. Yeah, I'm getting there. Shout out to them Tarios, baby. I, 
I'm just surprised because Jay Crowder has been abysmal. He has been absolutely terrible in this series. And I'm at the point now where I'm taking away his starting minutes and I'm giving it to Cam Johnson. Because Cam Johnson My has man, been Cam. hooping. 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 He went, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he was 100% from three yesterday. I think he was like four for four from three. He was slashing to the basket, making layups. He was playing defense, uh, coast to coast, you know, picking people out. And he's rebounding the basketball very well. Hustle points as well. I think Cam is 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 playing very, very well. And one thing about Cam and Mikhail, they're best friends. And they play very, very well together yep. when they're on the wings with, yep. with the Chris Paul, with the Devin Booker. They play, so, they play off each other. Well yeah. Too. So I, I think if I'm Marty Williams, I, I look at Jay Crowder, I'm like, this just this is not your series. Like I I will put in and I will start Cam Johnson and I'll let them boys work because it's not working. And you know, another thing that provides for a Chris Paul is you have young legs. You have twenty two year old DeAndre and you have Mikhail, you have Brid, uh, Booker, you have Bridges, like all those guys are twenty four and younger. So you have guys that are going to run the floor for you. I yep. mean, they're going to be able to do the extra stuff that you probably can't do right now because it, something's bothering Chris Paul. And I also think that DeAndre Aiden needs to be more more aggressive. And I understand that zone kind of take him out of what he's normally doing. That was a big change. I think that was a big so, change. And that really threw the sun Right. Down. So instead of getting the ball in the middle of the paint, you got to go high post. You got to go outside the paint somewhere to grab the ball. And he's, he was settling for a lot of turnaround jumpers and little hook shots. Not his game. And that's not. Not his game. And usually, he's not that guy. usually Aiden has a really good touch on, around the rim. But he was just off yesterday. For, Uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah exactly. He probably hasn't seen it. A, a couple of bodies, a lot, a lot of double teams yeah. down low. Double teams for sure. Yeah. Uncomfortable. And that's unacceptable because Zubat wasn't there. Right, and it was Demarcus right. Cousins. Yeah, and it was in some in some cases it wasn't even Boogie. It was like Patrick Beverly yeah. and Terrence Mann, who's very annoying, by the way. Yeah, Pat, yeah. Pat, Bev. Pat Bev is very Pat, annoying. Pat Bev is very annoying. Yeah. Like I get it. Chris Paul may or may not. I don't think he was that dramatic no, on that I th- foul. He really. I, th- cut, I thought he, he undercut him. He, he landed. He landed on his yeah, foot. Right. He la- yeah, like Chris Paul landed basically on his foot. Right. Like that looked like it hurt. Yeah. But yeah, all the antics. It, like cut it out. He is annoying, but one thing about uh Pat Bev is you ever realize he can get in your head. That's what that's one thing yeah. about him. he can get, he in, get your in your head. head. But look how many players that he's like I, I don't want to call him a dirty player, but is injured. You look at Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Chris Paul. Oh no, I know. Like I'm not. I'm the not. This goes on and I'm on. Not a, and I'm on. not a Pat Bev fan. The, the highlight of Pat Bev's postseason to me is when Luca put him in his place with thirty <laughs> seconds into the first quarter. He immediately said too small. Yeah. <laughs> it was eleven minutes and twenty two seconds left in the game. And he thought in the first quarter. Right. He said, yo, too small. It's first funny. Bucket. Yeah, and, and Pat Bev is funny because like I remember when he's people trash on offense. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I remember like the first well, the second game two, game three, people were like, Oh, Pat Bev had, you know, he he's in Booker's head, he's in Booker's head. And then Booker great, great defender. Yes. And then Booker went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Booker went crazy. <laughs> and then Booker's like, all right. 31 on you. Yeah, bro. Try right. again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he I mean, he's just a he's just a pest. Yeah. Like he he's a pest, but they need that. Yeah. Like they they're need scrappy they, team. Yeah, they're, they're a scrappy team. They feed off that. What is the one change that Monty Williams has to make for game 6 tomorrow? The Rot- main, the one change, main change, just one. It, it's the rotations. Okay. Um I would I would strongly suggest just taking away Jay Crowder's minutes. Like Oh, okay. He can he maybe can play like 5 7 minutes a half. Right. But I don't, I don't like what I'm seeing out of him. 
I would I would start Cam Johnson, let him run with the, with uh, Bridges and those guys, and then your secondary unit when you bring in campaign. I would also, when you take uh, DeAndre Ayton off the floor, instead of putting Sarge in, you put Torrey Craig at the five. And okay. that way you got a small ball five to kind of match their small ball five. Okay. And you go off that. So Okay. I think I think for me, it just has to be the offense just has to be a little bit more fluent. I don't know if that means Chris Paul mm-hmm. um, getting his health back, yeah. which is going to be tough. I mean, you're playing a game every yeah. other day. Right, and traveling. So, and traveling. So it's, it's not going to be easy. But the offense was really out of sorts yesterday. Yes. These last two games have been... As far as like super low scoring, yeah. um, you know, the game dragged out in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter yesterday, so they were managing it over 100, but the games have gradually been going down as far as like the number and points yeah. each game. And I feel like the offense just isn't clicking. Like mm-hmm. yesterday they had 102, I think they right. had 80s the game before. It's uh, the offense just isn't clicking right now. I feel yeah. like they need to run a little more plays, a few more pick and rolls, the mm-hmm. high screens, like you said, and just finding ways to get to the basket, get, get to the free throw line yeah. more too. They got to get to the free throw line, too, because the Clippers are attacking. Yes. They're attacking on offense. Downhill know, every yeah, time. Like, I know Reggie Jackson is doing like a lot of pull-up threes, and I feel like he has a wild clip as far as his yeah. shot selection. But he's hitting some of those. But he's also getting downhill. Mm-hmm. He's also getting downhill. So I feel like they have to they have to adapt on offense and do something about that zone. Because that zone really took them out of the game. Yeah. All right, man. On to the other side of things where we have Ice Trey and the gang against... The Greek freak in the Bucks. Ice Trey went down, man. Stepped on the ankle or stepped on the foot of the referee. Mm-hmm. Very unfortunate injury. Had an ankle injury. And this series to me looks like it's just about over. I'm assuming that the Bucks will probably win tonight. But I want to ask you, are you more impressed with the Bucks or disappointed in the Hawks? Um, that's a tough question. I, I think we both I, ex- I think we both expected the Bucks to win this series. Mm-hmm. I think we both picked them in five, which it looks like it's gonna happen. And yep. with the injured, you know, Trey Young, <laughs> Young yeah. this is done. Like, honestly, because, I mean, who, where else are you going to generate points from? You're not. That's, so, the, right. yeah, that's, the, that's the thing. You're not. I think Trey Young had upwards of 30 last game. Yeah. yeah, and they still lost by, what, almost double digits, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not getting any easier. After having the lead in the fourth, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and this after having the lead in the fourth. And it's funny because Atlanta, this whole postseason, has been a team that's kind of stuck around yeah. when they've, when other teams have had a lead and then late in the fourth have found a way to get over that hump and mm-hmm. take control of the game and then hold on to the lead late. Yeah. But with the Bucks, they 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 aren't unable right. to do that. Yeah, they're unable to do that. And Chris Middleton, man, yeah. Chris Chris Middleton. I know this has been a discussion now for a while, but I, so I wanted to bring it here. Mm-hmm. Is he the Batman of that team? So, yes, I'm going to give a caveat though. He is essentially. A, their primary shot maker, and B, their primary closer. That I agree with. I think Chris Middleton's role on this team, it fits what Giannis needs in a teammate because he's offensively limited in what he can do. And I have no idea what that was. I was like, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Giannis is, is physically limited in what he can do offensively, so... I think the the pairing with Middleton is really, really helping them succeed in the postseason right now. And we've seen it with the Nets. We've seen it now with the the Hawks. And he's been closing every game faithfully for them. He's just the primary guy that's going to get the buckets when you need him most. And because it's not Giannis. Giannis is just not that great of a shooter. Agreed. Um, So, you know, that's where they are now. And his his role on that team is as such. If he if there's ever a game where he just couldn't 
shoot in the fourth quarter, they're losing. I'll say this. Giannis, to me, is the clear Batman on that team. I don't, I don't think there's any debate about that. To me, Giannis is Batman. Without Giannis, they are nowhere near as good as they Agreed. were in the regular season or the postseason. Yeah. They need Giannis, to me, more than they need Chris Middleton. They need Chris Middleton to close out the games yes. because he can create his own shot. Right. He can create his own jumper, and he shoots better, yeah. obviously. Right. So I think that he is essentially their closer. Mm-hmm. But Giannis literally drives that team. It's Giannis who plays the aggressive defense, yeah. who's on the boards, mm-hmm. who's dunking on everybody, whose offensive game around the basket is pretty much unstoppable. Like he he's shooting a crazy percentage in the paint. Yeah. Out the paint, not so much. Right. But Atlanta doesn't have the size to build that wall. Mm-hmm. So Giannis is going to be able to get whatever he wants Inside, when, essentially yeah. when he wants. Yeah. And Chris Middleton just happened to reel off, I want to say three straight threes in the fourth quarter it's alone. It, it was nuts. Like he essentially took over that game himself mm-hmm. and the Hawks just had no answer. And I feel like the Hawks are, to me, just too small. So I think yeah. that series is pretty much it's, wrapped it's up. Done. Yeah, I think that series is pretty much wrapped up. And for me, I've been saying this for a while, and I feel like the Hawks overachieved in my book. I do too. Yeah, they they definitely overachieved in my book. Yeah. I didn't expect them to beat the Sixers. Um, I thought it would be really close against the Knicks, but the Knicks are who we thought they were, just very defensive-minded, yeah. can't score too many points on offense. And Trey Young is a dog. Yes, I Trey. Trey. <laughs> Trey Young is a dog. But Trey Young also went off last game, and they, and they still lost by eleven points. Yeah, but they, it, so before he got hurt, they were winning the game. He got hurt, they lost the game. So he got he got hurt, went to the locker room, came back, but he wasn't the same. Right. Obviously, he said he wasn't the same. Questionable tonight, but I'm sure he's gonna play. He's playing. Yeah, he he's gonna play. It's a playoff game. Yeah. I mean, you got to play through that. They're probably going to shoot him up with the whatever. And yeah, they'll they'll give him whatever they'll yeah. give him whatever he needs to go. But I just don't see the Bucks losing anymore this series. No, nah, they're they're gonna yeah yeah I, th- it's I in think five. <laughs> I, yeah I think I think they're gonna take care of business tonight and they're gonna take care of business again in Milwaukee for Game Five and wrap it up. Yeah. All right, man. Let's get some rapid fire questions off NBA edition. We have the coaches. Chauncey Billups just got hired for Portland. One, is that a good fit for Portland? And two, is that enough to make Dame Lewis stay? Uh, no to your second question. Okay. But uh, your first question, I would say that I like the hire. Okay. It's it's different. It's interesting. I think Chauncey um, obviously understands the game, mm-hmm. um, but he he brings that toughness, that physicality, that mindset um, to dominate each and every every each and every game. And you know he serves under Talu with the Clippers staff right now, and I think he learned a lot from Talu as well. Another story that Rachel Nichols told during the game was they spent 17 weeks, uh, was it 17 weeks together? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's interesting um, that they spent that much time. So Ty Lu was helping him getting his coaching together. Like they were going through adjustments, in-game adjustments, the roster management, all those kinds of things, um, you know, lineups and all those kinds of things. And essentially Ty Lue trained him over the summer. So, you know, this is this is really interesting. I'm sure he'll put together a strong staff and all that. And, you know, he every team takes on the identity of the coach. And I think that physicality, that that strong mindedness, that willingness uh, to to really dominate games is going to infiltrate the locker room. And you said this is not enough to make Dame stay. So do you think Dame is out this season? Uh, yeah, I think he's getting traded. Okay, where do you think he's getting traded to? Uh, I, or best fit? Let's say, so let's say best fit. I think the two teams that make the most sense for him, um, from you know an asset standpoint and also a team building standpoint, 
you know, the Miami Heat, um, they're always lurking around for just good players, man. Mm -hmm. Um, So you look at the Miami Heat, you look at uh, the Dallas Mavericks, who they're trying to do something with Luka right now, um, surround him with players so they can win. Um, Those two teams stick out to me right now. Um, Philadelphia is another one. The Sixers, um, if they wanted to offload... Embiid in the farm? No, Embiid ain't going <laughs> I mean, nowhere. not Embiid. Excuse me, Simmons yeah. in the farm. There you go. Um, they could do it because they have the assets to do it. And yep. Daryl Morey, we know how much he, you know, he can make deals yeah. like that. Like yeah, Daryl Morey can will and deal yeah. for sure. So, you know, you look at him, Pat Riley, obviously, with Miami. And you look at what's going on um, with a, new, a newer front office in Dallas that I feel like they're going to be more aggressive than usual. So... Okay, and speaking of Dallas, they just got Jason Kidd. And there's mm-hmm. a lot that's been going on there. We know, you know, Rick Carlisle mm-hmm. out. Like, they've been doing a lot lately. And we hear that Jason Kidd and Luka have a good relationship. Yeah. Do you think that Kidd is the answer in Dallas? I do, because Jason Kidd, I don't think people realize this. Jason Kidd was a huge part of development for Giannis. I do, exactly. Uh, and I feel like people are undermining, like, what he's done so yeah. far in the NBA. I feel like he deserves some good credit and the benefit of the doubt right and i think jason kidd you know in the the word is on him is he's huge in player development why would you not want a coach that is invested in player development um especially somebody with luca exactly my point and an all-time great point guard i mean coaching you right you feel me like yeah I, i think it's a i think it's a perfect fit and i also think that that rift between Luca and Porzingis is gonna get Porzingis out of here. Well, we I thought Porzingis was gonna out of here regardless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. You you've been big on get him out of Dallas. Yeah, he has to go. So yeah, waste waste of waste yeah, money, <laughs> money, money for sure. So yeah, what about Rick Carlisle leaving Dallas now in Indy? Quick too returns real, real quick returns returning. to what he was. Yep. So you know back yep. in Indy, it's fine. You know, and the Indy doesn't really have a superstar right now. I mean, Sabonis, but. You know, they don't really have a superstar to really groom right now. I'm sure Rick Carlisle is going to implement his system. That seemed more like of a comfort thing yeah. for Indy, something that they were familiar mm-hmm. with. So it wasn't like a hard decision right. for Indy to make. So I feel like that would be a good fit like it was before. Mm-hmm. Last one, Penny Hardaway, potential coach for the Orlando Magic. Do you like that move? I love it. Um, Penny obviously played for the Orlando Magic. Yep, Magic um, Legend. He yep. also has plenty of ties to that organization. Um, he knows a lot of people in the front office. So I think that he should get the job for one. And he's also um, been doing good work down in, in the college level. Yeah, yeah with Memphis. You yeah. know, he just had a number one overall yeah, pick. Yeah, like, Wiseman, literally. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I feel like Penny's doing exactly what he needs to do. And I think he, what he brings to the game is exactly what the players, the younger generation of players for want. For sure, because he can relate to them more. Exactly. Like, he can relate to them more. And I think that that would be a good fit, especially for a team like Orlando, mm-hmm. who has, like, a couple of young players out there. And, I mean, obviously they're going to have a good pick right. this year in the draft. So we'll see where he can take those. All right, man, some quick takes before we get out of here. France eliminated in the Euro Cup by PKs after Mbappe blew it. Loser. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the game, man, I was just a little upset. I feel like France shouldn't have been. I know you've been working on Euro, so you've been seeing it's been a little while lately. Yeah. Tank Davis, like I said earlier, defeated Mario Barrios with some crazy body shots. Mean Loma's back. Also got him a nice little victory. Bucks and Hawks tonight, man. Who you got? Give me a final score. You got Bucks. Give me the score. Uh, I would say Bucks 94, Hawks 74. You don't mean that. Andrew Trey Young? You don't mean that. 
one, you don't, you're not telling me the Bucks are scoring under 100. And, and two, you're not telling me the Hawks are scoring around 70 points. <laughs> I know the Phoenix and Clippers game, not yesterday, but the game before that was very low. But nah, ain't no, ain't no way. Trey going to shoot at least 50 shots <laughs> on a bum ankle. Yeah. So he's going to get them up. Give me Bucks. Give me 109-101. Bucks. Oh, you think it's closer than that? You gonna be you eight, got eight, eight points. points? I had a eight twenty. <laughs> I'm gonna give the home team a last stand. Okay. They're gonna they're still gonna lose. Yeah. But I'm gonna give them like a little bit of a last stand because mm-hmm. if they lose this game, the series it's is over. over. I think the series is over anyway. Yeah. But if they lose this game, we know it's over in five. Yeah. All right, Suns Clippers tomorrow game six. Who wins? Phoenix give Suns. me a score. I, I I just do not see them dropping another game. Are you picking this with your heart? Or are you picking this with your head? I am picking this with my head because knowing Liar. No, no. <laughs> knowing this team, even in a regular season, there's it's not often that Phoenix drops two games in a row, like ever. So okay. I think they bounce back and I think they win and move on to the finals. Give me a score. I would say uh ninety seven eighty four Phoenix. Wow. Thirteen point road victory? Who are you? I mean, <laughs> didn't the Clippers just beat the Suns by fourteen last night? <laughs> The Clippers did that to the Suns. Exactly. <laughs> Not the other way around. Uh, give me the Clippers, man. Wow. Give me the Clippers. Tied up 3-3? 114 to 110. Wow. Really really close game, but give me the Clippers 114 to 110. I think that they have one more run in them. Paul George, who has played the most minutes in the postseason right now, mm-hmm. playing some unbelievable basketball, and I have been on the playoff P train since the postseason started. I'm going to back my guy, and he better not let me down. 114-110, book it. So what, what happens if Paul George scores 20 points in a loss? We're not potting. <laughs> Simple as that. No pod next week. <laughs> we'll go ahead and make this easy. <laughs> Oh, all right, man. That's all I got. Want to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone for tuning in. Remember to please social distance. Continue to wear your mask if you can, even if you're vaccinated, Mm -hmm. because some people out here are still catching COVID being, you know, vaxxed up. So just be smart. Be safe. It's hot outside. Wear some sunblock. You're going to get burnt. All that. And just support the guys, man. For sure, man. For sure. Outside's expensive, by the way. Um, I would not mind if we were locked back up for one month. Just <laughs> saying. Lie. Or, you know, Biden, if you hear this, please drop that STEMI. Yeah. We need that. Bring that STEMI back. Run it back. Uh, <laughs> no, guys. We uh, appreciate all you guys listening. Uh, please stay safe out here in these streets. I know summertime, everybody want to be out here. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Uh, still social distance, man. Six feet apart, those kinds of things. Uh, guys, also, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and any other platform you listen to us on. Five-star review, guys. <laughs> five-star review. If you comment, like, share, we will shout you out on the show. Please do so. We appreciate all your help. Thank you. And if you don't, we all have hands, certified hands team. You seen Tank, Loma, so, so I'm out here. Dom DeMarco. Really thought it ain't no debate. No way, ain't no escape. Big dog eating off the plate. Cool breeze, mops with the same. Flexed up now, John Cena. Rocked up more than Serena. Wife a baddie looking like Nia. More drip, more than a leader. I'm at the wood, I said I would get. No mediocre, I'm feeling like tip. Sound like to me, we got us a hit. They can't even drip line. So savvy is a swag dad. Red eye flights out to Cali Holding bags looking like a caddy Penthouse vibes, no addy